Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Stunningly lensed and invoking a very, the very best of cinema verite, director Michael Dominic's film Clean Hands brings his newest feature film to the Cinequest Film Festival, for one, but also tells the story of the Lopez family surviving against the backdrop of America's largest garbage dump, La Chureca, and beyond. It's about extreme poverty and the hope of innocence in the lives of children. Uh, it's a lot about a lot of different things. And I'd like to introduce to our audience the director of Clean Hands, and that would be Michael Dominic. Michael, welcome to Film School. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you very much for being here. I really enjoyed your film a lot. I thought it was, uh, well, first of all, this had to be a labor of love. You put in seven years in, in, in making uh, Clean Hands. Is that is that right? Seven, seven years shooting, and then uh, as of the premiere date, which is the ninth, that's exactly eight years to the day that I started filming. You know, I, I will say this about you, and I'll say it about so many documentary filmmakers that I have just so tr- I have tremendous respect for, and that is so often you go into a project with no idea how it's going to play out, and yet it's this determination yes. and this faith in yourself and faith in that things will come together, that you pursue these projects, and uh, it is a remarkable trait that uh, I find among documentary filmmakers, this leap of faith that when they undertake these uh, these different projects. So congratulations on a lot of levels, but certainly that is one of them, is your determination to see this through. Thank you. I was going to say, you know, it's, it's it, it does, it takes a lot of determination, but it also takes uh, a support system, you know, to, to do something like this. You know, I have a, a wonderful wife who who has been through in the trenches with me, you know, just support, supporting my vision of doing this. So it, it's not just me. And, and I had a great editor also. Yeah, well, how did you how did you meet the, the Lopez family? How did this all kind of get started? Well, I started I was a photojournalist for a few years um, and I was on assignment in Nicaragua. Uh, for a Swiss newspaper, and I had a friend who was doing another documentary down there, so she suggested that I go to visit La Chureca, the garbage dump in Managua. Once I saw it, I knew that I had to do something about it beyond photographs. I wanted to to tell the story of maybe the place. Like you said, we don't know what we're going into what, or what the result is going to be once once we start, but I knew I had to do something, so I, I decided to go back, and um, I just started meeting people. And on my second or third trip, I met the Lopez family, and I knew right away that this was going to be the subject of my film because they were just so compelling and so easy in front of the camera. You know, it didn't affect them the way pointing a camera at other people does sometimes. Yeah, that is evident from the opening shots in the film where you're we're walking around with them throughout through this uh dump landfill and the they're they're doing what kids do in a lot of ways. They're behaving like kids do from their ages I believe we're somewhere I'm going to ballpark somewhere between 
four and ten? Is this sort of their age? I, I think it was uh, five or six to eleven. Okay, five or six to eleven, and they're doing again. They're sort of there's a lot of horseplay. There's a lot of kind of running around doing stuff that kids do, but they're also about the very right. serious business of trying to find resources within this garbage dump that will sustain them themselves and their family. They are, they're put to work. It's an incredible sort of you know, being in the middle of watching these children, a part of this essentially daily struggle to have enough food on the table to be able to provide shelter for themselves, and they're part of this equation. Talk a little bit about that, sort of what was that like for you as a filmmaker, but I know what the experience felt like as a, as a viewer. What was it like for you? Well, one of the things that I realized right away, um, were, you know, spending time with these kids, is that they, they had no idea of the dire circumstance that they lived in. This was their reality completely. And they, they uh, were, like you said, they were just kids being playful and having a good time. But at the same time, they were scavenging for uh, breakfast and gleaning whatever they could for their parents to sell, which is, at La Tureka, it's aluminum, plastic, and paper. You know, I, I, as the years went on, you know, obviously I got close with the family. How did you approach them about being the subject or did you know, how much did you know when you saw them that they were going to be the focus of the film? And then, you know, we're getting to know Blanca and uh, and Javier. They're integral, right. very central part of the of this documentary. What was their initial reaction? It seems like Blanca, I mean, we see a whole arc of her story in this film. And uh, yeah. uh, I, what was she like when you approached her about being this well did she know she was a central part of what you were trying to accomplish um well you know i I think at the beginning i didn't even know that she was going to take such a central role it was over the years that her story developed um along with the kids stories but i'll I'll take a step the first time i saw the family was when you first see them in the film those are the first shots that I had before I ever spoke to them uh, of the four children uh, digging through the, um, the the remains from the fish truck. Mm-hmm. Um, and they saw me, but they, like I said, were at ease. So I decided I, I hadn't experienced that. I was just there filming the fish truck. I was looking for other things that day. And so I decided that I should speak to the parents. My Spanish, regretfully, is is still very bad, though I, I, I can get by. So I took my fixer and I brought him uh, to, to meet the family. And um, they they seemed like, sure, why not? You know, maybe, maybe it could help. In, I think they understood that it wasn't going to help them directly. Mm-hmm. You know, ethically, you can't. Um, help your subjects financially. So we made that clear at the beginning, but they understood. They wanted to tell their story, especially the grandmother. She wanted to, for people to see how people were living in these types of circumstances. That is, uh, the grandmother is an important part of the film. She is kind of the the moral conscience of the family in in a way. Exactly. Yeah. And she... She's not afraid to express herself. She's sort of a, and on one level, she she seems to be sort of frail physically, 
but she's a very determined woman on the other side of that. So um, an important character in, or person in their lives. When did you realize? I mean, she's not that frail. She's not that frail. She, okay. She's not that frail. She she uh, she she always says she's sixty nine, but I I I think she's more closer to seventy nine. And you see in one shot, she breaks a log that I don't think I could break over her, her knee. knee. Yeah, she's, yeah, that's true. She's a powerhouse, and she, but she has a, a beautiful soul, and she's very kind. Yeah. And I think that's where the kids get it more than, more than their parents. Well, well, in watching the film, it, it, it it's, seems to me that in the film Clean Hands, by the way, we're speaking with the director, Michael Dominic, the director who will, the film will also, just to let everyone know, is going to be screening at the... Uh, Cinequest Film Festival in uh, coming up. I want to make sure I get the dates correct here. The first screening will be the uh, the Saturday, March 9th at the uh, the Century 20 Redwood City uh, Theater. And I would suggest you go to, well, you can send them to cleanhandsmovie.com to find out more about the other, the additional screenings. Um, is that fair? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, abso- absolutely. And it's going to be playing. I haven't announced it yet, but because the schedule is not up, but it's going to be playing at the San Diego Latino Film Festival on the fifteenth as well. Okay, great. Then at cleanhandsmovie.com, dot com, and I'm sure you're updating it all the time. Well, at what point did at what point did uh, uh, Blanca become? the center of what you were trying to accomplish because we folk because you focus so much on her. I know this is over a seven year period that you were doing this, but she, her life story becomes the, the, the central uh, dynamic in the film. Um, and she allowed you, it looks like a tremendous amount of access in terms of sort of her, what she, what she was doing in her life. So what was that like for you and for her? Right. Well, it, it's, I don't want to give yeah, any yeah, uh, spoilers yeah. away, but it, it started with her pregnancy and the arc that that story took. Yeah. Um, because that was the most un- unexpected thing that happened over the course of the, of the period that I was shooting. Um, so I had to follow that, and I had to, to follow it to as much of a completion as I as I could, um, okay. But yes, well, she is central. I I feel that the story of the kids is also equally as important because um, you know they they do get the opportunity to to leave the dump with the family, and they get to go to school and learn to read and write, um, and and change into these fine young people. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, and there is a there is a sort of another element in the film, a woman who uh, who is who comes in to help them, and I'll just leave it there. I, I, yes, I, I think that's it. It is an important. You're right. You're absolutely right. This is an important part of the film, an important part of their story, and the kids are very uh, camera friendly. Uh, and they, I mean, they behave like children. They, they 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 are without guile in terms of how they behave, <laughs> but it is uh, it is you know kind of it's just fun to watch them interact with one another. They seemed to be very bonded to one another. They really seem to care about each other. Is that fair? They do. Yeah. They're 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 their own unit, um, and for most of their lives, 
So they they kind of speak their own language and they kind of communicate um, in, in a way that's that's unique to them. Um, going back just to the to the mother for a second and and the parents, the, the father Javier as well. Um, I, I also felt that by telling their story and their drama, um, I, I felt it also relates to the kids and how it affects them. Because mm-hmm. you see their bad behavior, but you see it in front of the kids. And in some ways, I think it, it kind of it, it explains the personalities of the kids and it, 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 to a certain extent, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, there's somebody. Yeah. This is a their lives are messy. <laughs> the lives the the parents, yeah. their parents are, you know, they're in flux, shall we say. But the kids yeah. really seem to be solid in at least in terms of their of their interactions with one another. They 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 just seemed. Yeah. I think what you said earlier is correct. They sort of have formed a bond a, a, a their own language as you put it I, I just feel like it was it was great as great to watch them and great to watch them grow up over the course of the film and it is certainly um, it is certainly a, a very important part of the telling of their story of their family's story um, but thank you I think I think the reason sorry to cut you off no, I think right. the reason they're such good kids is the influence of the grandmother because she is a, a sweet sweet woman. Yeah. Yeah, she is. And it also it's it, while we can talk about the family dynamics in which are very important obviously, but it's also about the lack of opportunity, the the poverty that they mm-hmm. have grown up in. The the and in some ways without trying to extrapolate it too far, it it's it's also about much of the world lives in similar circumstances, much of the world That's right. is in this unbelievable cycle of you know extreme poverty, violence, lack of opportunity, social services are bereft in their lives, and it just it's it's a it, that's you can't you sh- you you should not as a viewer forget that that this is while this is a unique story, it is about this family, but it's also a comment on how most of the poor people in the world live and i think the fact that it's about nicaragua which we're hearing about a lot today because of the migration north from nicaragua to america where it's been so politicized but it's a part this is all part of the understanding of these stories and why things are happening the way they are that's right and it took on you know in the current political climate it took on a a, a new meaning because we're humanizing these people, these people that the current occupant of the White House is demonizing. You know, these are the same people that could be in the so-called caravan, you know, and, you know, we, we, we learn to love them in this film. And I, and I hope that, that Westerners and the Americans that get to see this film, you know, kind of learn something about these these people. Amen. Well, I want to thank you so much for finding time to be here on Film School today. 
thank you. Well, thank Mike. you. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. The film, again, is Clean Hands. We've been speaking with the director, Michael Dominic, and he is going to be, I assume you're going to be in um, San Jose, Redwood City, for the uh, CineQuest I screenings. Am. On on um, March 9th, March 10th, and I'll assume on Wednesday, March 13th, and as well as the uh, the San Diego Film Festival that you mentioned. Yeah, I'm going down there as well. Cleanhandsmovie.com. You can find out a lot more about the film and about Michael as a filmmaker by going there. And I want to, again, Michael, thank you so much for being here on Film School. Thank you, Mike. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.